So, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Christian Chick. My name is Amanda, and we are back with another episode, another Thursday. And I have a guest here today. I'm going to let my guest go ahead and introduce herself. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Tasha. I'm actually from Confessions of a Christian Girl. What are the odds that our name are so serious, so similar? I'm so excited to be here today um, working with Amanda in her podcast. You can find me, obviously, Confessions of a Christian Girl. I have a podcast that's out right now. It's a kingdom collaboration. What I'm doing is I'm collaborating with others who have podcasts and platforms, and we're just discussing some issues that I think it's really important, not just for 2020, but more so of the season that we're in in the body of Christ. So check it out when you guys have a minute. I'm excited and I'm excited for today's topic. Let's go. Yes. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, We've just been sharing little jokes about like how our names are so similar, but you know what? It's all for the glory of God. So um, I love it. I love it. So today we're talking about a topic that is, I feel like as a believer, you may encounter this or you may have encountered this. And um, we're talking about servant leadership. And what, what we're going to do is we're going to just talk about it in its entirety and share our own experiences. Because like I said, as a believer, this is something that's going to come up in your life, especially as you get more involved in church or in your community. So that's why we're talking about that today. So Tasha, I just want to start it off so we're all on the same page. Um, what would you define a servant leader? You know, servant leader is, it's, it's an oxymoron even within itself yep. because you hear the word leader. So you immediately think boss, but then you hear servant. And for many of us, I, we kind of think of, you know, a waitress, mm-hmm. uh, a, a slave, like not to, not to use things that are kind of sad in definition, but it just seems like it's two things that don't go together. But in my mind, I think that's actually the perfect definition, especially when you're in the body of Christ, because it lets us know that we are a leader who also takes orders. Right. And so at the end of the day, our mindset should be, not saying that it always is, but it should be that we are here to serve. We are here to make sure that we're not just leading, but we're leading in such a way where our leading is a service to God. Right. Right. That's good. So I actually have also just a book definition. Um, It goes, servant leadership is the philosophy in which the main goal of the leader is to serve, which you said. So I think what stuck out to me is that it says the main goal. So even though you're a leader, um, a servant leader, your main goal is to serve. So what would you say the importance of being a servant leader is? Because you can be a leader, right? So, but why should I want, or why should anyone want to be a servant leader? I think because we we want to further define, uh, to me, the way I look at it, I think it's about the commitment. And the reason why I say that, I'm glad you looked up the book definition, because I have a few, and I was just trying to choose from Google which one will work, <laughs> but I'll share some of them. But really, we get the word servant, and obviously it's from the word serve. So serve means to present, to perform duty or services, um, uh, a role or a function. It comes from the Latin word, um, and it also means, like I said earlier, slave. Um, it means to devote one's life life or efforts to be sufficient quantity or quality. And I think what makes that really interesting because again, it's about the commitment. I'm serving in a way where I'm devoting my life. Who thinks that way? 
You know, who goes into something thinking, I'm going to put my all into it? I think it's about the expectation of how God wants us to move, not just in the church, but also as a body and in every area of our life, our level of commitment. Are we putting our all into our leading? And I think that's why it's so important. Like in order to really understand and be able to do it, we have to be able to understand even the basic definition of just those root words. Yeah, And that's good because when you think about it, a lot of people... Um, look for leadership roles to do the opposite so people can serve them, you know, and it's like, I want to be a leader. I want to be in charge. I want to be, you know, head of this organization. But why, you know, why is it to actually make a positive impact for the for the people or is it to glorify yourself? So um, we've given definitions, but what is the benefit, right? The long term benefit of being a servant leader? I think the long term benefit um, to me, what came to my mind is when I think serving, I immediately, I don't know, I always think about restaurants. I don't know, it's because I've been banned from my favorite restaurants and I've been trying to replicate recipes and it has not been working out well in this little quarantine home of mine. But when I think about serving, I always think about restaurants. And I know some of my favorite restaurants, no matter how expensive it is, I'm willing to pay that bill because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, the customer service is going to be good. No matter how complicated my order is, because I'm always that, can you leave this out? Can you add this? Can you separate this? I'm that person. I like, but like my favorite restaurant, they already, they already know me by my name. They already know where I like to be seated. They know I don't want to be bothered. They know don't put no ice in my drink. I need a straw, put it on the side so I can open it up myself. They know I need certain things. And at the end, what is the benefit of that person who's serving and doing the service? They always get a good tip. And so in my mind, I think one of the benefits is there's no benefit package like a benefit package from God. We can do the work. We can do the bare minimum. But there are certain things and in, in, in blessings that you get when you have that level of commitment when it comes to serving. Nobody can tip you like God can tip you, period. So even if I can't define it, sometimes we're defining it by like physical things, even beyond that, this week alone, and you know this, there have been so many deaths and so much bad news. I personally was like, what is going on? But every day I wake up, I said, God, that's a blessing. Right. That is a blessing. And for me, I have no shadow of a doubt. It's not because I'm perfect. It's not because I do everything right. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to do everything with the intention of God. At the end of the day, I'm your bond servant. I belong to you. Whatever it is you want me to do, I'm going to do. And I believe there's just a safety net that he just put like, puts around his people when they just they give themselves totally to him. So for me, it's not even about specifics. It's just about what's your benefit package with Jesus. And I think, and I believe that's individualized for different people. I truly do. I truly do. That's good. That is so good because, you know, we heard, we hear the saying all the time, give and it will come back to you. People automatically think money, but it's not always about money. Like using your time for the kingdom of God, like God is not going to let that go unnoticed, you know? And it's not to say that we're doing all of these things just for the reward, but God in his faithfulness, he's going to reward us for those things because, you know, at the end of the day, we could be out there doing anything in the world, but for us to be trying to better the kingdom of God and spread the news and just do anything that we can, like you said, of course, God is going to meet us um, at the point of our needs when those times come up. So I'm just, I'm actually really happy that you brought that up because getting a tip from God is the ultimate tip. Like it's the ultimate one. Cause let's be real. Those who are like in the uh, restaurant business, uh-huh. the hourly pay is crap. Let's be honest. It's yeah. like, girl, woo. like I, I, I had a friend, this is like high school. 
I, I kid you not. I was like, I don't even know if this is legal, guys. First of all, I don't even think that she was old enough to work there, but let's scratch that from the conversation. But I think her hourly pay, I kid you not, was like 2 or $3 an hour. I remember one time I wanted to get a job. Me and my friends went to a restaurant. I won't say the name of the restaurant. But I was, like, I was in high school also, and I was asking the manager. She was like, you don't want to work here. And I was like, <laughs> she was like, the pay is $4 an hour. And I was like, oh. Lord, well, that was even better than $2. However, she said... I remember she said, it's not about the hourly. She said, it's about the tips. She said, I can make way more in tips than even if I work eight hours, five days a week, the tips supersede that. And she worked like only two, three days a week. She was like, the tip is to be personable and give good service. I think it's the same thing when we're serving God. Sometimes the tips can outweigh the, all the other things we're like, is this worth it? This is, I don't know, you know, cause we, cause here's the thing. We go through things when we serve God, like let's have a real conversation. Things happen. And like you said earlier, sometimes we don't see those blessings right away. Sometimes we think we're going to receive it in money or we're going to receive it right away. Sometimes it takes a while for the seed to germinate and to produce some fruit. Sometimes it takes some time, but I think the tips that are sprinkled throughout makes it worth it right and another benefit i also want to add is just seeing the lives of others being positively impacted um especially knowing that you are you played a part in that that's rewarding in itself you know to see someone be able to get back on their feet or to see someone give their life to christ like there was really no other um what else is more satisfying to know like you know this person is going to spend eternity in heaven and you played a part in that you know so it it's just good to know that there are benefits but when we're going to talk about benefits we also have to talk about difficulties so what would you say are some of the difficulties of being a servant leader when you're wounded in the service Mm. um what is that a move forrest gump okay it's an old movie but it has a point i promise i can't remember the name of the um was it the the guy he met in when he was um in the army and you know he was like a womanizer and he was like the man like you know he was living his life until he lost his legs and he ends up in a wheelchair and then we see he's bitter he's drinking all these different things like and he was so excited and had so much pride to be part of the service to be part of the army but when he got wounded and he didn't get the benefits he thought he would he didn't get the support he thought he would things life didn't turn out the way that he was expecting it to we could see the bitterness with his character settle in and i think sometimes when we are serving um and you may not see those benefits right away or there they may not be appreciation or you feel like you know for me the one thing i struggle with is i don't feel like i'm doing enough like i could be doing so much and i still feel like it's never enough you know i feel like all those little things that can really chip away at you but there's a book that i've read by Liberty. It's a small book, like easy read. If you have literally not an hour, <laughs> download it, read it. It's worth it. And it's about Liberty. It's by Liberty Sabbard and it's about soul ties. Um, but in the book, she talks about when you've been really hurt um, in ministry, what to do when you want to go back in. And she talks about how not letting up, not letting go and keep, you know, just going back in there. But with the mindset, if God, I'm going to give you everything that I had, that even if I get hurt, it is your responsibility to heal me. And it's much, it's, it, it's, it's easy to say it's difficult to go through. So I, I don't ever want to talk about like, oh, it's just easy. You should just, it don't, it don't matter what happens. Just keep going. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is that it, I know that it's God's responsibility and he will help us and heal us but it is a realistic challenge that can come up very realistic i'll share experience of the church i was going to um 
so we I was on a specific team. I don't want to get too much because you know people may be listening. <laughs> but um, I was on a specific team serving, and the leader of that team actually had to uh, she moved or something like that. So I someone volunteered me to become to take on that role and at first I was a little bit hesitant because I was like oh I don't really want to I kind of just want to do my servant thing and leave but then I was like you know what fine like I'll take it so I took on the role and I and I thought I was doing it to the best of my ability but um the people on the team all of a sudden they just weren't really receptive anymore like you know people wouldn't show up they wouldn't tell me that they're not coming and it's like it's one of those roles where we're at church like we have to be at church it's not something that you can do behind the scenes and eventually I was like I didn't even ask for this role um why am I going through this you know and um I just I got in my own head I got in my own feelings and I was like you know this is a lot of um a lot that I don't really want to deal with so I stepped back from the role like I was like you know what I don't want to do this after a couple of months and then you know I you know in prayer and everything like after a while I realized that first of all I went about it the wrong way um that's not you know because when God puts you in a specific place like no matter, like you said, when things come your way, like you, you do have to stick it out. You, that's when you're supposed to rely on him even more. Like, God, I'm doing this for you. You know, I need your help right now. And so it was just one of those things where I let that hurt get to me and take me away from that position. So just to go back off what you said, you know, getting hurt or being disappointed or let down is, it's really hard. Um, another difficulty I would say about servant leadership is when, your team or your group is only reliant on you. And then the example in the Bible in Matthew, where the dad had a son that was demon possessed. And, you know, the, the dad told Jesus, he was like, you know, I brought the boy to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. And Jesus was kind of like, how long are you guys going to keep relying on me? Like, at what point is it going to be like, you know what, you can step in and take care of this yourself? Because, you know, this is a later question, but Jesus is the ultimate servant leader, you know? So it just gets to that point where, are you handicapping your group when you're serving with them? Mm -hmm. um, you know, are you holding them back from them being able to grow and reach their full potential? So that's a, I would say that's another difficulty because that's just, you know, it's hard to manage. So how would you say that we can become a servant leader? <laughs> I think it's the heart behind it. And I think you, I think you hit on it just now. I, I think it's being a leader that's proactive. Mm -hmm. And like, it's funny because the definition I want to give you, you just, you just gave it. So I don't really have much to say. Oh. <laughs> but it, so great, great minds think alike. And so I think it's about pe uh, being proactive. And I think the scripture that comes to mind is First uh, Peter 5, 3. And I'm actually going to look it up really quick. But it says that don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own example. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that definition covers everything that I feel like a servant leader should be. Just kind of keeping in the mindset that, again, we need to be less, less of being a shepherd, but more of an under-shepherd. Mm -hmm. Under-shepherds don't get a lot of shine when it comes to this whole shepherding and farming situation. We don't really talk about that role. A lot of the time, under-shepherds are ignored, they're overlooked, but I feel like that in itself can be a really good live, true definition of being a servant leader and how to be a better and effective one. Because the under-shepherd has a mindset of, I have the same duties as the shepherd, I take care of the sheep, I feed them, I look out for them, but I still answer to a shepherd. And I think that mindset, even being a servant leader in the body of Christ, is 
I got to do what I have to do. But at the end of the day, I know that I have to give an account for my behavior. I move very differently when I realize that and I keep this in the forefront of my mind that advancing the kingdom of God has to be my primary concern and that I will stand in front of God and give an account for all the things that I've done. When you have that real life mindset, it cha- you move a little bit different. You a little bit more patient. You have a little bit more grace yeah. because I have to go one by one about all the responsibilities he gave me. And I want to give a good answer without stuttering. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, you're not lying about that. Yeah. I mean, becoming a servant leader is something that um, I think God calls you to do, right? Like, or, you know, it, you are put in that position. Um, it's not something that you are, you know, trying to get over on people to become, you know, because that's just not, that's not real when it comes to, especially in the body of Christ, um, that's not real. So God will put you in that place. Because even, you know, think about David, after he was anointed, he didn't become king right away. You know what I mean? Like, look at everything that um, when he went through before he became king. So that's the thing with us. If we are going to be called to a position of leadership, allow God to put you in that place. Um, and, and you'll get there when you, when you need to be. So do you have any examples of people in the Bible that you would consider servant leaders? Um, I think I, I, there's a few. There, there's a few. I think one of the ones that probably stands out the most to me um, is Esther. Mm-hmm. And I say that because Esther, her life just in general was kind of an oxymoron. I'm sure somebody prophesied to Esther and told her you was going to be the queen, girl. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, you lying. Because she was an orphan. We don't know much. We don't know too much about her backstory, except that she some way, somehow ended up in Mordecai's house. And by the way of a beauty contest, she became queen. That's unheard of. That is some real life 2020 reality stuff (laughs) like you won the big brother contest and now you're gonna be prince harry's wife it was like that but i think that the reason why she was such an example of a servant leader is because of how she handled Haman. and i say that because she understood her position she also recognized that she was a woman and she understood that she understood her position as queen And she knew that there were people beneath her and that she could make moves, but she handled it in such a way where she was patient. She wasn't overzealous and she took her time and she walked with God every step of the way when a crisis arose. And that to me is really some boss stuff because if I knew somebody was trying to kill me and my people, like with the like things that are happening today i want to call revolution right away everybody get your guns out we're not trying to do things the right way but the fact that she took her time and she did it in such a way where she continued to honor the fact that she was a jew even before revealing she was a jew that to me is such a high example where it's like god i have so much work to do um another person that i can think of and maybe not be as popular is barnabas in the Mm -hmm. bible We hear about the ministry of Paul and Barnabas. We knew they were homies and we knew there was some kind of a disagreement and they went their separate ways. But the one thing that I like about Barnabas is that the Bible notes he was known for his kindness. He wasn't known for his gifts. He wasn't known for how many letters he wrote. He was was noted for his kindness. And the fact that the Bible goes, because nothing in the Bible, I believe, is even a sentence, a period to me, nothing is by accident. I like to take everything into consideration. The fact that that was focused on, it lets me know that's a good example of a servant leader, that he was above people. I'm sure people served him, but he was kind to everybody. That's good. That's good. You mentioned, um, so I was going to say, of course, Jesus. Um, I think the fact that Jesus even came to this earth just shows the fact that 
you know, he's actually here with us to show us and lead us through the way because he, he had to go through everything that we have to go through. And I think that is what the core of a servant leader is because it's easy to give directions when you're sitting on your throne, you know? And I say that in a way that, you know, if you're a president of a company, if you're a leader, sometimes you don't really ex know or experience what your team is going through. You know what I mean? So for you to get down there with them in the trenches and actually just working on things, that shows a lot because now you can, whenever you are giving order or direction, it's coming from a place of, I understand what you're going through, um, but let's get this done. So of course, Jesus, and you know, everything that he done, he washed his disciples' feet, just things like that. Um, then you mentioned Paul. I think Paul is an awesome servant leader. Um, just, you know, the way he, obviously he took Timothy in under his wing. We all know that, but there was nothing that Paul wouldn't do for, for, um, for Christ. You know, he was willing to do any and everything. He was in jail. This man done went through everything, but he was willing to do it. And whenever he was giving advice to when he was writing letters to the Philippians and in Corinthians, it was from a place of, listen, I'm suffering. I'm going through all this stuff, but we are doing this again for the glory of God. So um, there are many people in the Bible that showed examples of what it truly means to serve God, but serve God fully. And I think us as individuals, no matter what position we're in, some of us may feel discouraged because we're behind the scenes and, you know, people don't know how much I'm sacrificing. That's fine. You know, like you said, your tip is coming from God and it's the ultimate tip. So do you have your own um, experiences of leadership, servant leadership, um, I actually had a an experience very similar to the one that you shared earlier. Mm -hmm. And um, it was very trying for me because I could not understand. There was a particular ministry that I, I wanted to join. And I had all these ideas, had all these things lined out. I had a whole presentation. I mean, I did the whole shebang now. I, I mean, listen, we did a whole meeting. And because there was a... Um, there was a personal issue that I had with somebody in that particular, even prior to me joining, where the person made it very difficult to get anything done. And I really got to a place where it challenged my character, it challenged because I knew my response was being watched, even so much so, I was told that I was not qualified to be part of the ministry because I kid you not, I posted something. This was like a million years ago. I posted something like um, on my personal page that says, um, we're all ugly to somebody. Don't trip. <laughs> they brought that up during the meeting. Well, let me, let me take it a step further. The person never even showed up. They had a mouthpiece there that brought that up and was like, well, that's the reason why she should enjoy this ministry. I was like, the level of pettiness. Girl. <laughs> but it, but I used that as an opportunity um, to learn because I think I walked away. Similar to you, I walked away, and I walked away for this reason. If I can't be in the house of God, and I can't be about my father's business, and I cannot be effective, I got to go. Yeah. Because I, I'm not going to get caught up in the back and forth and with this flesh. I'm not going to do a flesh fight. For what? You need to get caught up in that. No, for what? What is this? Reality TV? Is this love and hip-hop? No. Church edition? No. I'm not doing it. 
And so for me, you know, those are the kind of experience that I've had in terms of some of the difficulties, but I'm glad I had that because even now when I do certain things, I can troubleshoot much faster. I can see, I can see through things much faster before I even get the whole story because I've been through certain things where I was like, okay, that's flesh, that's being petty. This is what's happening. And if I had not gone through, like you said, those trenches and those difficult situations and being behind the scenes, I think I would still be kind of slow in my response and not as effective as I was then so for me I don't I have no qualms I don't when it comes to ministry I don't like to really play games that x y and z but I think I had to go through some of those things that all of my experience have definitely not been negative um but I think that we learn I think sometimes though from those lessons in reverse about what not to do and how to not be and I think another example this is this is more of like a worldly example but I think we'll understand the point is you know it's like everybody wants to be Beyonce right you want to be on top of the charts you want to be famous you want to be around the world but can you really handle beyonce's schedule can you handle her responsibilities can you handle the rehearsals can you handle the coaching can you handle trying to can you really handle the things that you're trying to go out of your way and do and it's so funny because we see so many people trying to clamor for position trying to fight for titles that god's like that's not even your something to do and when there's so much difficulty in trying to maintain it it falls apart in burnt crashes and burns horribly and so i think there's so many different things that we need to take into consideration both biblical examples and everyday examples where it's like let's use common sense so that we can be effective servant leaders yeah you said it all you said it all honestly because if we look around in our own lives i'm sure we've all had experiences of a good leader and a not so good leader you know and that's in and out that's in the church and out of the church so i think that my only advice would be number one come up come from a place of um your motives right anything that you're doing whether whether not even in not even in church do it from a place where i truly want to make this place or this environment better not for my glory but just so it can be better i think when we come from that mindset no matter what we do no matter what we encounter we'll be able to take it easier because we understand that you know what sometimes it's not going to be perfect but the ultimate goal is still the same whether i'm doing it for christ you know the ultimate goal is the same or whether i'm doing it at my job the goal is still the same and um that'll just help us because if not it's so easy to get caught up in oh you know no one appreciates me or you know they they spoke bad about me or they didn't show up and that'll really just deter you from the ultimate goal so thank you so much tasha was there anything else that you wanted to add or you just wanted to say Ah, girl, I think we covered it all. We did, we did. I really appreciate you coming and doing this episode with me. But before we go, I do want you to share your social media, anything else that people can follow you on again before we wrap it up. Okay, cool. So like I said earlier, um, I am on Instagram, mostly Confessions of a Christian Girl. I do have a Facebook. Um, Right now, what's in the works is I'm really working on my Kingdom Collaboration series. So this is kind of season one. And like I said, we're just talking about different conversations in the body of the Christ. So far, we've talked about um, when God is behind the rejection. I think rejection is kind of a really touchy subject when it comes to believers, because we don't really necessarily see it from the perspective of what if God allowed it to to happen and he was the one that orchestrated it and what our appropriate response should be so that's my latest episode um we've also talked about what to do after you fall falling is inevitable i'm not saying hey fall and stay there or don't even try because you know you're gonna mess up 
you know, regardless, but what are the practical steps? And then also I had a special guest on there who specifically spoke about men and their thought process of when they fall. And for me, I learned a lot in this series because I had never heard it or saw it from that perspective. So, and I have another one that's coming up in just about a week or so, but to keep up with all of that, Confessions of a Christian Girl, find me on social media and, you know, we'll go from there. (laughs) So you heard it. Confessions of a Christian Girl. And of course, you know, you can follow Confessions of a Christian Chick on Instagram (laughs) or send a DM to um, Instagram also or an email. So thank you guys for listening and I will catch you on the next episode.